Welcome to Fusion Live, a podcast ministry from young adults to young adults searching for people to connect with and a purpose to live out. We're coming to you from Christian Assembly Church in Eagle Rock, California, and we're excited that you've decided to take this journey with us. Hey, Fusion Live. What's up, guys? Good morning. We are back with another segment of The Daily Bread. I think I have a little bit too much energy this morning, but we are in the book of Zephaniah chapter 2. I am joined with Lindsay and Menachi. Say what's up, guys. What's up? I do think it's because it's just springtime or something. It's like, why is everybody so, everyone's like excited and what is daylight savings? Isn't that like next week? It's like this week or next weekend, I think it is. Maybe that's it or something, but I felt that's that way the, too. That's the one where we lose sleep, right? Yeah, I'm not looking, okay. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, oh, me neither. <laughs> not looking forward to it anyways. But but yeah, guys, good morning. We are in Zephaniah chapter 2. Um, if you joined us yesterday, we, we started a new book with the prophet Zephaniah where we're talking about God's wrath and judgment. I know that sounds scary, but actually we have a really great episode for you guys today. Um, Lots of hope, lots of encouragement. Yes, so, welcome. Wow, to, he, Hiro welcome said we have, daily bread. We're going to talk about wrath of God. <laughs> Hiro said we have a great episode, not a banger. I'm so yeah. proud of you, Hiro. No, I had to change my 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 vocabulary, <laughs> but we do got a banger, guys. But anyways, so who, so who wants to give us a recap of Zephaniah chapter two? Oh, are we picking now? No, I just, she I should just, do it. She gives the best recaps wherever no, you no. are. This is better than reading the chapter. <laughs> but still read your Bible because, whoa. <laughs> Let the Spirit encounter you, not me specifically. <laughs> That's true. Um, yes. Okay, so Zephaniah chapter 2 this morning. Um, basically, in a continuation from yesterday, where we ended was that God, uh, the, the prophecy that Zephaniah is speaking, um, it ends with, basically explaining that God in his jealousy wants to bring his people back to him. Like he wants that relationship with them. And so we jump into this chapter about the ways of Zephaniah sharing how that's possible. And the ways that that is possible is gathering together for the people of Judah to gather together in their shame, in their guilt, and whatever it is that they've experienced and how they've turned away from the Lord. Before all of this destruction takes place, they are to gather together and seek the Lord um, in humility, in obedience. Um, and this is a way to be practicing repentance and to, to come back and to repent together. So the first section gives us a little bit of that and how Zephaniah is sharing with the people of Judah to come back, to repent, to move towards God. And as that takes place, he'll protect, he will shelter from the destruction that is coming because God did declare it and it did happen. So we read about that repentance. And then the rest of the chapter is kind of broken up into these different um, enemy nations that in previous chapters that we've either read or just in the history of the Old Testament, um, these nations had attacked Israel and um, Judah when they first were together, but also in their division that we read about in first and second Kings. And um, basically, there's this uh, declaration of the destruction that's going to happen over each of the, the nations. So there's uh, the Philistines, the Moabites, and the Ammonites. 
we read a little bit about Kush and the Kushites and then Assyria, uh, which the capital is Nineveh. And if you know anything about the Bible, um, Nineveh is where Jonah goes to and preaches and the people of that time uh, repent. And this is a little bit of kind of what happens before Jonah and the destruction of that land in Nineveh. And so I'm not going to go into too much detail because we will in our conversations, but basically we've got the remnant at the beginning, Zephaniah declaring this hopeful message of like, if you turn to God, he will protect you. And the declaration and the prophecy of how destruction in these other enemy nations is going to take place. But in the end, our God is still a good God and all he wants is that relationship with us. So let's get into it. What was standing out to you guys this morning? So good, Manakshi. Yeah, great question. Um, what stood out to me this morning? Well, one well to kind of just start off, like I think what stood out to me was verse three, seek the Lord, all you humble of the land, you who do what he commands, seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you shall you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. And this whole chapter is um, I just want to say this right off the bat. Like when we start talking about God's wrath, God's judgment, just know this is part of God's nature. Like this is because we serve a holy God. We believe in a holy God who hates sin. So therefore, God God isn't judging the sinners. Like that's not what he's doing. He's judging the sin. And this is all connected to his, his deep hatred for sin because ultimately sin separates us from him. So why would a father want to be separated from his children, right? So um, so I just kind of want to just kind of just give a quick little disclaimer right there. Because I know like when I started off in faith, like, when we were talking about God's wrath and judgment, it was always like this scary thing. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Like, it's always that elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about. But um, I think this gives us a better understanding as to why God tells us to seek the Lord, to seek Him. All, all you humble land, we will do what He commands. So, um, this stood out to me this morning because, uh, simply because we're talking about uh, pretty much the 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 sins of like the nations the sins that judah and israel have committed but yet god and but god is also a loving god he's merciful and he's gracious and he's patient to well, that's the why point. we need to continue on into chapter three exactly this is the like it's a short book again it's mm -hmm. one two three and this is two and so i can just hear your heart is like but god's good there's hope what good thing there's another chapter yeah it kind of ends with just a lot of like I know are not well it's very tr it's very true and um you know I was sharing yesterday like when I started when I started off in my in my journey um it's so interesting like there's things that it's almost like as we become more like God we become more like Jesus we start to uh we start to have a hatred for sin i was sharing that yesterday that um we start to understand why we hate like it's so funny like there's things that i did years ago i was like why did i do these things like i hate that <laughs> like it's so and i kind of just came to this epiphany i'm like wait why why am i saying this and i'm like oh wait that's god's holiness like yeah. it's, and, and uh, kind of like yeah. what you did you know and like yeah we're reading about wrath but like god is still a good god like that yeah. just shows you know your relationship with Jesus too, because you understand that although God, you know, is, yeah. he's a God of just and whatnot, like there's still that hope on the other side of it too. Like as you read scripture, yeah. you know, God's character more and more, you come to understand both sides Absolutely. in an even deeper way that like reading things like about his wrath and whatnot is not 
something that's scary, but something that, yeah. okay, like I know like God is holy. I know that this is part of who he is, so but he's true. also this at the same time. So like, how am I doing the heart check to be able to so be true. in that relationship with him too? So good. Even like the idea of when people say like, cause growing up, we would talk about the fear of God, right? Not the clothing brand, but people would say that. And, and, uh, I would remember like, being like scared i'm like oh man i gotta fear god like i gotta be scared of him but now like when i think of the fear of god like or fearing the lord like i think of it more as a posture of reverence and humility like i want to fear you god because i love you because of everything you've done for me and um and yeah and i think that takes like i think that's why we're so here at here at fusion we're so such big advocates of like devotionals like getting in the word because scripture is the best way to like understand god's heart and his and his nature so for sure so, yeah. amen to that mm -hmm. if you want to understand god and know god more yeah see how who he is read your bible yes or get into these things and ask the hard questions yes 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 what stood out to me today was actually the first verse i i i mean i read the whole thing i've heard these overview and she just stopped Lindsay just stopped at the first verse and was like, I was like this first, was it <laughs> i didn't get much further than verse one <laughs> but it says gather together gather yourselves together you shameful nation and i i was i think i just like people i like gathering so i'm like there's something here for me party <laughs> but as i i actually waited kind of as we discussed and different things and i felt like gather together you shameful nation like in your shame god's calling you to come to your community yeah. in your sin in those moments where you want to hide where you've made bad choices or it feels like the world's falling apart come together gather together and i i just think that's the opposite of what i do or what yeah. my first thought is like i even say out loud when i can get this situated then i'll come to the thing or then yeah. i'll turn to my people and share with them how god's good but it's just so clear he's saying gather together in your shame in the hard place before the decrees takes effects and i just wanted to hit on that today because and i'm going to keep thinking about it like where in my life have i Am I still doing that? Am I still hiding? Like, I don't think of myself as someone who hides things from the people I love or, or my fusion community, right. but I think it's not my first response. Yeah. It says gather together before you, before things get worse and yes. seek the Lord and like he'll move. And so we need, it's just that reminder that we do that together. Yeah, absolutely. I love, 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 love that you shared that Lindsay. And I think I'm a huge, like well, I'm an extrovert. So community is like, yes, everywhere, all the time. Yes. But I wrote down gather before you're good. Meaning like, you know, when we always, when we see someone, we're like, oh, like, how are you doing? And everyone, everyone usually just says I'm good. Even if they're not like gathering and coming together before even you're saying that and like being really authentic and vulnerable. Like I'm totally, I totally want to do that in my own life now too, of like, let me come to people and be around my people and those that I know are going to lift me up and that I can lift up at the same time before I'm able to say, no, I'm good. Like before I've hit that moment and rather in the place of like, this is actually really hard or like, actually I need prayer for this or, you know, and just coming yes. together when I'm experiencing those things and like even doing the checks in that, in that way too. Absolutely. And this is not like a, it's so interesting too, Lindsay, like, you know, when I'm hearing what you're saying, like about like, it's not, it's usually like our first instinct to like hide, to want to run. And, and it just kind of brings me back to the garden when Adam and Eve, like 
mess up right the first thing they did they realized they're naked they're like okay wait god's coming we got to hide in the bushes so then they hide and and then it's just so interesting like god says who told you you were naked like who told you these things that you had to run away from me who told you that you that i couldn't cover you like that i that i would like reject you like and it's this idea like why do we believe the lie that when we make a mistake or when we uh you know don't live up to to what god has called us to that we just we just believe the lie that like god is going to be angry at us and that he's not loving anymore like he he's not going to love us again or he's not going to forgive us so so interesting but it definitely is a hard check for sure like um lindsay so i love I think it's I even love. our like mm-hmm. i don't know but our like human nature or something yeah i think so i think, I think I, my belief is god will forgive me and stuff but i need to be aware that i still try to hide like yeah i think when it said gather together gather yourself yeah i felt like it was like drag your stuff to your community yes like, yes like, like it's against what myself wants to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. But I need to like walk in that way. Yeah. And of course we can, you know, why do we do that? But it's just that's what Adam and Eve did. They were the yeah. first oh, to do good. it. And that's what I do. Yeah. And so I wonder if that's a an invitation to remove the language of like baggage from your life, you know, like mm-hmm. you're not like sure everyone has quote unquote baggage, but like maybe that's not something we even should be saying anymore you know, it's just gather yourself. Like you're a broken, sinful human being, but God's not holding you to that. Like that doesn't hold you back from gathering together and being able to gather yourself together to seek and go after the Lord in community and be encouraged by each other. Like maybe it's removing that from, I mean, at least I think I want to remove that language from my life too. I think it's, and you know, I, I love this topic guys, because I think I think that's what it is like it's it's shame you know shame was not in the original design of creation it was never like i mean adam and eve walked around naked like it's it's just it was not like it says that they were naked in the garden and they felt no shame and and i, I just think back to this thing that uh um i remember years ago when i was in school uh this like psychology professor kind of thing she said this quote that's never left my brain she says the more she says the the more you talk about your shame the less you realize you have it and i was like wow that's so good like um because it just goes back to this idea like what you're saying Lindsay, about community like you know bringing like you know i don't even know how to word it your shame like you know like your your mess ups like your misfitness whatever the whatever term we want to use but like bringing that to community and just saying hey like i am a broken human like can you pray for me like hey like can i chat with you like can you encourage me like um and i think that's this is like god's design for community is for um to for us to confess ourselves like uh it's isn't it interesting too like in the book of james i i, I believe it's a uh, i i, I might I know it's in the book of James. I just forget the, the numbers, but I think it's 516 five, or something like that. But it's to confess our sins to one another's and to pray for one another's and then therefore we will be healed. Like, I think there's so much power in just like confessing like, hey, like I'm going through it right now. Like, can you pray yeah. for me? You know, like there's so much power in that. Yeah. And the world sees that as a weakness, you know, to come to somebody or come to your community and like, yeah. I'm not doing well or this is not going well, you know, oh, but yeah. God sees that as a strength because you're coming to him in your weakness and only he can build that strength in your own life too. Yeah. yeah and you hit on something really important, Hyro, that and often people come and they talk about the shame and they talk about like kind of not being able to get out from under shame. And the thing that breaks shame is our voice. 
Yeah. How it works. So it's you speak life over yourself or someone else speaks life over you, but that shame, it's, it's something that covers you and it's something that your voice can, can push away. And so it's wow. really good what you're saying. Wow. That's so good. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's something that, uh, you know, I'm a type seven on the Enneagram. So being vulnerable is, Oh, snap. Yep. Just put it all out there. Yeah, I'm just gonna put it I'm out there. I'm not holding back anymore. I'm not a type seven. It's just we, out there. Everyone, Hiro yeah. is a seven. We're just, gonna, we're just gonna keep it real on the podcast this morning. Right. <laughs> I'm, just, real. I'm just kidding, but yeah, I just uh, to hear where you're gonna go after that statement, but <laughs> I felt like you were revealing it for the first time. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, type seven. Type seven. Type seven. I live by it, but I just. No, I mean, this, uh, this idea of like, you know, confessing has always been a, a struggle for me. I grew up in, I grew up in a home where we were like, uh, people would tell me like, cause my family, this is like a thing we would say, like, you know, if you can't tell your parents, like you can't tell anyone, you know, like, so then I lived, I lived by like a norm like that. So then the idea of me like telling people like my baggage was like, a, like, I was like, oh no, 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 no. Like, there's no way that I could tell people my baggage, but um, what really changed for me was just being in, in community, joining a life group and like just seeing everyone else being vulnerable. And I was like, and I just realized in that moment, I was like, wait, there's like no, like these guys are struggling with the same things that I'm going through. So what's the shame in me just saying it? Right. So like, uh, yeah. So your it's voice is powerful. You're right, Lindsay. It's, it's something powerful. we definitely learn. I would agree. Like we, we experience it. Like it, it's not our nature it's not like our first choice and no, so i love when you said joining a life group or yeah. being a part of a community really opened your eyes to that yes it did. there's so much to take away from today there's so many good things that have been said but i just want to leave you guys with this truth that even when we talk about the wrath of god even when we're talking about kind of these hard things we look at in chapter two all these different places and how bad it's going to get but there is this promise, this truth that we can always repent. We can always turn. And even as we look towards the end of the chapter, we talk about Nineveh being the, the most destructive place that like people couldn't even look at it. They would avoid it, all these different things. And yet we know as the story continues that God reaches towards them and they change their hearts and the people are transformed. And so there's, it's never too late to repent. It's never too late to bring your shame to the community, to confess your sins and to turn. And so just remember that as you go out into your day, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Fusion Live. If you are interested in getting connected with us, follow us on Instagram at CA Fusion and DM us with any questions or Zoom information.